GNA Welcome to the first night of the Ghosts at Saltmarsh campaign, driven by me, your DM, Cecil Xavier. We're going to join a group of people as they go through and we create some new characters and go through the Ghosts of Saltmarsh book campaign by D&D. We've edited some things around, uh, mostly because I didn't want people to read ahead and have an opportunity to try to metagame a little. So I've changed a few things around. If you've read The Ghost of Saltmarsh, then you'll probably notice my changes as we go through. One of the biggest things that we did is we made a few house rules. Those house rules are, uh, one was that we said no lucky feet. So the lucky feet we feel is pretty broken, so we decided not to use that. Another house rule that we went with is we brought back a rule from older editions with if you get up from a prone position, it does initiate attack of opportunity if there is an enemy within range of you. Another thing that we did, and you'll hear it a lot throughout, is all skill checks are rolled in my tower, the DM's tower. They tell me the modifier. This rule specifically is designed around people not trying to metagame around what the actual check was. If the check was a knowledge check and they roll a 2, then they'll metagame their way out of it going, well, I really didn't learn anything. So if they roll in my tower and they don't know what they've rolled, it makes it a little bit more immersive for them. So you'll hear a lot of dice rolling in my tower, or hey, you have to roll that over here. Any dice that rolls off the table is an automatic 1. Not a fumble, but a 1. So we had to keep those dice on the table. Healing potions taken rectally give times to the potency of the regular potion. Now you may be thinking to yourself, why am I going to shove a potion up my butt? But if you think about it science-wise, anything taken rectally typically has more potency than if you take it orally. So we went along with that. Also, there's some comedic value of people trying to take a potion rectally. There's an option in D&D that gives people inspiration. Inspiration typically will give you, or you can give it to somebody else, and they have advantage. We made it a little bit more interesting for them. If you have inspiration, you can use that to give the DM disadvantage. However, you have to make sure to say that the DM has disadvantage before the resolution of whatever roll is done. So I can roll, but if the resolution has already been called, you can't call it. Vicious Mockery, if used, Whenever you call that thing that you're fighting, for whatever reason it may be, you call them something, for each person that laughs, you actually will do additional damage. This was just to get the bards involved a little bit more and kind of have them have fun with their role. So the more that they can get people to laugh by whatever they use for vicious mockery, that's what some extra damage they got. And the, the most important one, or the one that's probably had the most effect on this game so far, is the critical damage roll. Nobody likes it when somebody rolls a critical hit, and then you get two ones. It's almost like you kind of get cheated out of that critical. So, for this game, and for this campaign, and for this moving forward, we've made it so that a critical hit is an automatic max hit die on one of your dice, and then you roll whatever the rest of your die is. So, for instance, if you had a 1d plus 2 damage, you would get 1d plus 8 damage. 
if you roll the critical. Now this works for not only the player characters, but also for the enemies. So it makes it a little bit interesting if for some reason the DM is rolling really, really well. The only other rule that we jumped in a lot later in the game is we brought back the fumble table. You'll hear that when we bring it back, but it's worth noting now that we did bring back a fumble table. Well, we hope you enjoyed this next hour-long session. We had a lot of fun doing it, so we hope that you have a lot of fun listening. And if you have any insight, jump in, let us know, send us an email at GNA Misadventure League at GNA and your DNA.1. Enjoy. You're going to be on the road to Saltmarsh, and basically this is just like the, the intro to the actual you know, game. You're, you're, we're doing flashbacks of each one of your backstories quickly, not, not spending like 50 minutes on each one. Just what each one of these members that you're adventuring with would know. Because each one of these people that you're with right now are people that you trust, people that you know, people that you've adventured with, pe- you know, people that you're already in some, some way, shape, or form, you know each other. So... Just going to go over quickly what each one of these other people would know about you. Not necessarily your whole backstory. You don't have to, like, spout off and spend, you know, ten minutes describing everything that happened to you as a child. But things that come up in a normal conversation, you know? Things that, the, the reason why you're adventuring, per se. You know, that's kind of the hook of, you know, the whole, the whole reason everybody's together. Starting with? Well, hey, you volunteered. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your character is a high elf, correct? Yes. Very short. So, yeah, pictures tells a thousand words, but just give a description of... of uh, remember when I said... Yeah, before, I, know, I know. I was just starting off. But remember when I said before, think of, like, three words that describe your character as soon as they walk into a room. Clean, prim, proper, poised, and stoic. Exactly. That's what we're looking for right now. This is what people notice about you first. And then a little bit of what these people would know. So, Gabu, what's your character? Those, those words that I just used. <laughs> <laughs> what's your character's name? Ia, spelled I-A. And then uh, last name is Amastasia. Right. And what brought you to adventuring? Uh, I have several books uh, that I've constantly got my noses in that anyone... With me, we'll notice very quickly because I'm always reading out of them. Um, they're coded, and I'm constantly trying to decode them as well as adventure to uh, gain knowledge, which will help me with decoding. And I'm a scholar, uh, come from a line of tutors, typically so serving uh, noble families and such, uh, which has gained me acquaintances with. Uh, Someone at this table. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, God's character is a shorter character, high elf. And things that you notice right, right off the bat about this is that very, you know, a very um, a studious air about them. You know, uh, posture is, is, is quite upright. Almost nose up in the air that if you were to look at it, if you were to look at her quickly. All right, so let's go around straight through. Michael. So my character's name is Samuel Adolf. I'm a druid. 6'4", <laughs> long black hair. Uh, things you notice about me, very reserved. Try to 
minimize my presence in a room as much as possible. And what brought your character to adventuring in the first place? What would these people know about what, why you became an adventurer? What they would know is I had a dream. And that dream brought me into the salt marsh. The dream was of the city being destroyed. And I was trying to prevent that from happening. That's about it. Alright. So, things that you're going to notice about this character. Um, obviously a druid. Earthy colors, earthy tones. Um, very, very laid back. Very reserved. When he talks, his his words are very very precise, very meaningful, very you know very chosen, percent. Um, but definitely in a crowd stands out uh, just by just just by sheer appearance alone stands out as that's somebody that's somebody different from everybody around here. This this person definitely does not is not from the local area. Yeah, what's up? Alright, uh, character's name is Ramas. Uh, I'm gruff. I walk a little slump trying to blend in. I appear dirty, but not, like, poor dirty, for the most part. The part that got me into adventuring is I know Ia. Come from a noble household. And, yeah, she was hired by my family to be a scholar and I've always taken interest in the books and stories that she has said, so I follow her around stalkerishly. <laughs> nice. Okay, so one of the big things that you'll notice about Damoc's character almost right off the bat is, since you've been adventuring with him, even though, you know, uh, he's got a very gruff and, and kind of like slumped over look, you can easily see past that and see that there's an air about him that there was... There, there was a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nobility. Yeah, nobility. There, there, there is an air of nobility there that you can see. Just and it's not something that's right along the surface. It's not something that's easily seen. But since you've been adventuring with this person, you see that air of nobility. It's, it's there. Um, you know, you never really questioned it much. It's just been kind of one of those. Just been. It's just kind of there. All right, Richard. My character's name is Isabella Adelar. She is just a plain Jane, blue-collar family. Mom was a shipwright daughter. Father is a sharpshooter in the Marine. Very famous. Went missing one day, never came home from a tour. She's a rebellion, hates rules, but knows their laws. And went to venturing because she's trying to find knowledge on how to make ships in the And one of the things that you know about, about this person's character is... It's the, um, Richard's character is the the typical person around Saltmarsh. Uh, blends in. In fact, if, if Richard's character walked into a crowd, you would lose them immediately. That's how much that they just blend right in. Uh, how? My character's name is Mantis. Uh, I am a teacher. Um, Mantis is not really that big on sharing his past so he hasn't really talked a whole lot about that um but he encountered the group um his overall goal is more or less just trying to make his way and make a difference and the group seems like that's what they were doing so that's how we got linked up so how Mantis actually joins into this whole group is while you guys were on your way to Saltmarsh after you met in whatever fashion you did 
you met Mantis on the way there. Uh, Mantis was coming from another direction. You guys met in the road, and immediately upon finding this person, you you just realized by looking at him this this gray tiefling that there was there was something that happened to this person's past that that is worn on his shoulder. Doesn't say it. Doesn't talk about it. But there is something on his shoulder, and there's an immediate sense of trust, immediate sense of this person's okay. Once seeing him, even with his demonic look of, of just the tiefling nature, you immediately thought, this person's okay. And that's why you invited them and said, hey, well, we're going to Salt Marsh as well. And, and that's when you guys started talking and and really you realized that you're, you're all on the same overall overarching quest, you know, to be an adventurer. And that's where he came into play. Zach. Um, all right. My full name is Guest at Home of the Ashes. I'm a bard, uh, a Firbolg bard, bard. I guess my backstory is I came from like a clan that lived in the forest, and there was a smaller one that kind of had like natural disaster occur. I think it was like a, uh, I chose like a fire, and so that's what kind of created my you know latter part of my name. It destroyed the village and sent my clan to kind of a nomadic state. Uh, I gained a folk hero status within my clan because I'd saved a lot of people, I guess, getting them out, but given that they turned nomadic, there's no real central point, so I've taken to a wandering, in a sense. And given that I'm Furbolg, a lot of my clan was, like, druidic, so it makes kind of a connectivity with Mike's character, I guess, upon meeting him, and gives me, like, a sense of trust value and just kind of wandering into him. So, the first thing that you notice about uh, Zach's character is that he is massive. I mean, seven, <laughs> seven, ten. <laughs> standing at almost eight feet tall, he is a massive character. However, there's just by just by spending time with him, that immediate apprehension that you get from such a massive person is uh, is almost cut completely by the gentleness of his nature. Oh, he's you. <laughs> yeah, well, well you can think of the BFG. I mean, just this huge, huge thing of like, oh, please don't eat me. And it's like, no, I just want to play you a tune. Um, how Zach and Michael's character actually met was as Michael's character was coming across the, the mountains to the west uh, and actually transversing them in, in part of his quest to get to Salt Marsh. Uh, Zach's character actually went to the mountains hearing of more more of his kind there to try to get more information. Unfortunately, that didn't pan out. And But in the process, he met Michael's character, and that's where Michael started describing his dream that he had, and that you know led Zach's character to say, well, you know, my, my village was destroyed in a similar fashion. Maybe this is something we can accomplish together type of thing. Um, I just two side notes for a loser. Uh, for my nickname, I'll just be Guest, that's okay? Yeah, it's fine. And uh, I've heard my demeanor, I've heard to say slightly aloof, but still very, like, observant. Mm-hmm. That'd be it. So that's, that's how, that's basically how you all, or that, that's, the, that's the information that you know about each other's characters. Now, each of you have your own backstory, and that backstory goes in much, much farther. And, and just like any other, any other story or other D&D game, if there's little things you want to add to your backstory as we're going along, that's fine. Uh, just as long as it's not super massive and going to be kind of game-changing or, a.k.a. game-breaking. 
So if there's anything that you want to add into it that just seems like way off the beaten path, maybe talk with me first, shoot me a note or something like that first, and we can go from there. Alrighty, everybody got all the house rules, right? The biggest one that I want to point out, especially since I only see one person here with an actual dice tray, any die rolled off the table is a one. Automatically. No matter if you catch it in your lap and then try to throw it up on the table, it's automatically a one. I'm not good to put up your hand to block it, or you just you like can put your hand up to block it. But, but if you can't roll, do the catch move. Or? Catch move does not count. Yeah, just so if it rolls it. off the table yeah. at all, but if it's clearly and I just like make a and it bounces. If it that, goes like this and you go like that, yeah, 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 it does not count. Okay, so if it goes like that, that's <laughs> a, that's all. It does. Hypothetically, <laughs> if we had rolled it and it started to bounce and it's going to go off the table, but it hasn't reached the edge yet, and we smack it back <laughs> to the <laughs> table, still, still <laughs> roll it. It's a trajectory. It had already rolled. Its trajectory was off the table. Okay. <laughs> but good question. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. I already see that I'm going to have a rule longer. So that's why I want you here. <laughs> so, to start off, here's what it is. Your, your group of your motley crew of adventurers are traveling down the road heading to Salt Marsh. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what the hell brought us to Salt Marsh? Why the hell are we going to this this backwater fish village or fishing village. Well, the reason that you guys are going to this fishing village is while you've been traveling around and while Michael's character has been saying, well, geez, I, I've got to get here. I've got to get to this town. And eventually, you know, at first he didn't know it was Salt Marsh, but after some time of figuring things out, he realized, oh, it's Salt Marsh. That's where I want to go. But the thing that brought you here is that for... For decades, almost, there has been rumors of this haunted house at Saltmarsh. Um, and this, this haunted house has, is, is not necessarily in Saltmarsh. It's a little ways away from Saltmarsh. But it is, it has brought several, um, several different stories behind it. And you've heard different rumors and different stories. And you guys, as you banded together, that was just it saying that it preheated. Oh, it's like, whatever. That was fast. <laughs> um, you guys being adventurers, kind of pulling up together and figuring it all out, say, you know what? This sounds like something that we can tackle. So you decided, Salt Marsh. Let's go there. I'm just following this short, sexy elf, man. Welcome oh, yeah, no. <laughs> In exchange for that Warhammer that I didn't take, can I have like a little short bow? Is that cool? Um, yeah, it's fine. My character trying to learn the. Well, you're, you're, you're shows your equipment. He he didn't actually have that. Oh, no. Oh, okay. so I'm trying to learn that special. Mm. Yeah, that's logical. I like the way your head's at too. So it's a bright sunny day. Um, you guys have been traveling for quite some time. Uh, you've actually moved your way from the western mountains and pushed your way east towards the coast. And as you guys have been just traveling day after day after day, getting to know each other. Doing small things, doing small favors for different small towns that you got to, um, you started getting closer and closer to Saltmarsh. You're on a well beaten path, uh, or a well beaten road, I should say, and you can actually see where it used to be cobblestone, but that after just years and years, probably decades of this disrepair, that that cobblestone is slowly drifted away and sunk into the ground, and now it's really more of a dirt road. You're, you're passing by all sorts of, you know, different plains and fields around. And actually, as you start getting closer and closer to the coast, you start getting that, that distinct smell of brine and salt water. 
Uh, and you can feel the cool air that comes in off of that water as you start, as you are walking in. As you come over, you crest over top of a hill, and you see the what you're assuming is salt marsh. Um, you see the you see an old beaten wall, um, and from a distance, it just looks like an old beaten wall with a gate set right into it. Um, you can make out a couple of different humanoids standing around that gate. All right. So you're walking towards Salt Marsh. What would you like to do? This is the fun is part. there it's any indication that um, there's any tax or toll or anything for entry fee? Or are the guards just simply there for just watching purposes? As of this moment, you're far enough off that the guards have not noticed you cresting the hill. Uh-huh. But you can distinctly see the guards. It's a bright enough day that they will quickly see you as you start to approach. Uh-huh. Um, there's no knowledge that you have. Uh, actually, you know what? How? Do a history check. All right, so. Um, it's knowledge rolls. I got all of them. As you're, as you're approaching, you you ask Hal, um, and the reason you ask Hal is because Hal said specifically he was heading towards Salt Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ask Hal, hey, is there any toll or anything that we have to worry about? Hal immediately responds with, there's no toll that I've known of ever visiting Salt Marsh of, of entering town. Okay. Uh, what about uh, disarming at gate? Is this one of those towns that would do that? I can tell you that from knowledge, there's he has no knowledge of ever having to disarm before entering town. You guys are standing outside this gate, and you, you know, you're or you're you're standing, you're getting closer to this gate. The guards by now have noticed you, and they they don't really. As you're getting closer, you realize that these these guards aren't making really all that much effort to uh, to towards you. Just light, lightly wave. And an acknowledgement. As you get closer to the gate, um, the gate is closed. The guards are standing there, and you realize that these guards, as you're looking at them, are compared to your group, old. They are uh, they are human, and they are elderly humans. Um, in fact, if you were to, if you were to take a quick guess at them, you would say that this, almost my age. That these would be compared to Walmart greeters <laughs> standing outside of this gate. Uh, and yet still um, walking under. As you walk up, they they just raise up a hand and say, "Hail, good travels." What brings you to Salt Marsh? Just venturing through. Ah, uh, well, we have normal rules here as in any land. Please be kind, be patient. And if you need anything, don't hesitate to come to the guards. Oh, we look like a good batch of fellows. We'll be all right. They wave you on, open the gate up slightly. Um, As you guys approach and as you get close to this gate, you realize that this wall is ancient. Um, You could easily knock it down yourselves, let alone if you you need any help. Um, (laughs) The gate itself is an old rusty wrought iron gate that while it, it could actually be chain closed, you could probably just push the wall down next to it and get by it. That's uh, that's how old this wall gate is. Watch your head. <laughs> um, well, that actually yeah, brings up it. a that brings up a great question. Uh, have you used anything to disguise yourself? Or are you still walking in as your normal Belrog state? 
Not rock, right? No, Furbolg. 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 Um, Even so, it still wouldn't change his height, so it would still have to No, no, to watch he actually head. has the ability to change his height with his disguise. Yes. I, I thought it just changed the, it made him look like he was. No, 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 yeah, it made him look so that everybody else. Yeah, so that's why I'm asking so. if he's making himself look any different or if he's. Just walking in. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was saying. Because even if he does appear, that his head would still. <laughs> he would True. still need to orange it. All right. Uh, so either way, my statement. Yeah, I mean, stands. it's not too late. No, if you, if you, I, I mean, if you're, if we're, I'm logical. making the assumption that you were already doing that. However, I'm checking to make sure. Yeah, I was gonna take the form of somebody else, uh, an elderly man. Okay. Put in, I guess. So now, as a, out of curiosity, does the elderly man duck going in? Um, just like visibly, the elderly man is already hunched over like that. You know, kind of, kind of hunched over with his head down. So any form of ducking doesn't really uh, doesn't really look any different. Right? <laughs> All right. Um, so you you enter through this gate, and as you enter through the gate, you immediately see over towards your left uh, a a field. And um, you see, so Josh is looking across the town. You you immediately, as even as you were getting closer to the gate, you can distinctly smell that brine that you get from salt water, and you can very distinctly smell fish. Um, it, it's almost overwhelming the smell of fish that you're getting out of this town. In fact, you, you know. It's to the point of, if it was any worse, it would be nauseating. Uh-huh. Alright, so, as you enter town, and you can Don't you can easily see right across, <laughs> Salt Marsh is, is definitely distinctly, you know, you, you, can, you can see through and you can see to the harbor itself. Um, over to your left you have, as I said, we have a, a field or a farm looking area. As well as to the to the right and straight ahead, you can see a main road that leads down, which looks like into the center of town. That's where I'd be one ahead if I'm not noticing anything standing out, such as a tavern or a library. Okay. Um, Any ships in the port? Uh, there are ships in the port right now. There are actually several ships that you can actually see looking through. Several crow's nests tipping across the town. Um, Salt Marsh just... Just as a quick background, things that you would know about Saltmarsh. Saltmarsh is a fishing village. Um, it is distinctly, uh, it's been it's been fishing by trade. There's been a lot of conflict over Saltmarsh. Um, a, a lot of a lot of different uh, rivaling, describing gangs over Saltmarsh. So, called animals, right? As you guys start walking towards town. You can actually... Oh, none of them are called animals now. Sorry, cut off that. Um, as you start walking in towards town, uh, you see a, a, a very sturdy-looking building towards your left. And that building has... Uh, you, know, you can see bars on the, on the windows. Um, it, it, it looks incredibly secure. And there's actually a gentleman sitting... standing, or uh, We'll say sitting outside... Just kind of giving an eye, looking at you. Definitely in the same garb, garb that you saw as you entered town. Uh, but this this gentleman definitely much younger and also much burlier. So by comparison to the older gentlemen that were outside of town, this guy looks like he will 
you up. So they had the Walmart greeters. Now we're seeing the guard. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now we're seeing the now we're seeing the, the mall cop. Guard. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's got the and he's got the mall cop mall cop look on his face. You know that of I'm indignant because I have to be here, but I will f- your world up if you try anything with me. Um, as you start entering in farther, you see towards the right um, a, a building that looks very very distinctly like uh, a, a tavern or or a bar or something because you. Uh, it's early enough in the day that it hasn't really opened up for business, but you can you can definitely see just by by the windows and by the different ale bars that are laying around that are laying around the front that this is there's definitely some business going on there. Uh, as you guys start walking farther down deeper into town, you can see a lot uh, several residential houses, people people living in different areas. But then as you get down farther, as you start getting closer and closer to the water, in fact, as you get under the water, you can see that the the the, the road branches off to the left, which goes over a very old-looking bridge over the water. There's actually the inlay of where the river comes in, and you can see that there's a bridge that overlaps that, and then to the right of that, it goes off to the actual uh, harbor itself. So let's just... Uh, we're going to kick forward here and, and assume that you guys walked around town for the remainder of this day. Just checking it out. And I drew the scout all the ships. And the- As a large entourage, we all went. Well, you just, you know, you, you roamed around town. Just I went to the docks to draw the ships on my deckhead. So, while you're down at the docks, you notice that there are several things there, um, including a tavern down. Um, specifically a tavern that you notice a lot of the sailors going in and out of as the day progressed. Oh, there's hookers there. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, it's a city. It's, it's a port town, man. There's everywhere. <laughs> Short of bloody shore. <laughs> um, you notice that they're you, you just, just, just walking through town. It's a, it's a very, very Typical town that you've seen. There's there's different shops and different things set up. Um, walking across that old ancient bridge that I described, you can actually see that there are, are buildings actually built into the side of the bridge on each side. So there's a pathway down the bridge to walk down, and there's actually people living on this bridge going back and forth. This bridge is actually fairly long uh, by comparison. It's uh, you know probably 300, 350 feet. You know, from one end to the other, and, and on each side of this bridge, there's actually um, houses and shops and everything set up on either side. And you see that, and I say shops, shops of trinkets and uh, small just, shops, just, no, just no. normal wares, clothes, things like that. Nothing that particular, particularly to an adventurer, they would find all that appealing. Or what do you want to do? So you've reached this town. You've heard of this. You've heard of this haunted house that's uh, that's supposedly somewhere around here. Where do you want to go first? What do you want to start trying to do? Uh, I was looking for information points, whether it be a library or a gathering center, where like you know, typical tavern and such. Well, but it's too early in the day. Then. <laughs> all right. Well, we say we walked around all day, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We're we're just assu- we're just talking about what you've done for the first day. This is kind of like the information gathering portion. So this is kind of throughout the day. Mm-hmm. That you've done. So you're you're looking specifically for information on a library. Or? Uh, I would be looking for the house. 
see if anyone knows anything about it. Okay. All right. Um, are you looking in any particular spots, or are you just randomly walking around saying, Hey, let me know about a haunted house? Uh, more of the latter, but not so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay. I'm imagining him coming across someone with an Inuit accent and be like, Yeah, your ma's house or something. Like, yeah, your mother's house. <laughs> Don't you see? You can't just talk about houses here. <laughs> Alright, so. Uh, information? Follow me. We're going to go to the shadiest looking tavern that we can find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I looks really uncomfortable, but following. Right? Okay, but yeah. You want information? Yeah. I, I follow them down there by the shifts ships instead. Alright, so you're heading down to the docks and you're looking for the most uh, most seedious one down there, I'm assuming? Pretty much. Alright. That's where all your heads are going to live and frequent. They're going to have all the information. All right. So as you guys go down to the docks, um, you start asking around of like, you know, hey, where's where's some place where we can get information? You know, we're we're travelers. We're looking around. We're trying to find some information. I don't know. I feel like anytime uh, different situations, I feel for our group will call for different people kind of being the face for mm-hmm. that situation. Absolutely. And in such situations where someone else is taking the lead, I'm just going to be in my books and just be like... <laughs> Logical. <laughs> um, so as you guys go down to the docks and you just start, you know, doing the normal prim and proper asking around, just trying to probe for information, um, one of the people actually, as you pass down the street, you're just kind of talking and, and, and chatting. So yeah, you probably want to go. Uh, you probably want to check out the snapping line. That's that's it's. I think I think that's where you're going to find what you're looking for. Okay. So as you guys start heading down towards the harbor and you start looking around, you start asking about the snapping line. I'm make sure I'm actually saying it right. I'm telling you exactly where it is. Um, so as you actually you cross over top of the bridge of a. Oh, sorry, I didn't anticipate being cautious. Are, are you? Okay? Is it too difficult? Need help? <laughs> Jesus. Well, his character is not very strong. Does the high elf need help? That's true. <laughs> Only nine strength. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like you didn't have to try. <laughs> you should have given it to the Yeah, I was going to say, you should have given it to the eight-foot-tall freaking brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, bacon chips. Oh, yeah. Pass those this way pretty please. Uh, so as you, you guys crossed over the bridge, so you went, went down the main part of town, you crossed over the bridge, and as you started walking down towards the harbor and going to the different docks, you started asking around. They pulled you towards um, the snapping line. Uh, and they they described the snapping line as a place where pretty much all of the, you know, all the sailors end up going to, all the, all the different people, you know, all, all the different uh, merchants end up going in and out of. Uh, after a long haul of fishing, they're going to go into here. In fact, as you as you start making it down, uh, Hal's character actually kind of you know makes it makes a, a almost a pontification of yeah I remember this place this is the place that I really didn't go to while I was here that type of uh, that type of quip. So as you as you enter uh, as you walk over towards this place, it's actually so as you're walking down the you know you cross the the main bridge there and you start walking down towards the right. The snapping line ends up being over towards your left, and it's 
specifically, you, you notice it specifically because it's it's built out of planks um, and different hull parts of different ships. So it actually looks like somebody built this whole building out of just ruined ships or different different scraps and wreckage from, from ships that came around. Stepping in, you can obviously see there's a nautical theme to the entire place. You know, sharks' teeth on the wall, uh, a wheel over there, you know, a, a waiter walking around with a hook hand, and all, all sorts of nautical themes as you walk around. And there is a very, very distinct smell of fish throughout this entire building. Um, more, even stronger than when you were outside. Almost as if every being in this building is completely saturated with the smell. And as you look around, you see that there are small groupings of people hanging out at different tables, and they all look like well-weather-beaten sailors. And there's precipitation to make any other smell underneath my nose. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. you rub Vaseline on your upper lip. Want to order a round of drinks? Okay. No sleight of hand or anything, you just do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. So everyone sees it. it. Mm-hmm. Well, make their checks to identify the magic or whatever. Alright, so you are you're ordering a round of drinks for the group? Everybody that came in with me. Okay. Um... Oh yeah, my guy's an alcoholic, isn't he? Probably, <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Does he know it yet? Yeah, I was gonna say. The question is, does he know he's an alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna make an ignorant question here. How much is a? I think it's one SP, but I want to make sure I'm right. That's the worst or a mug of ale? Yeah. Or is it five CP? I think it kind of depends on the the town. Mm-hmm. And the quality. So one season. Because your average day oh, like la- laborer only earns like one SP a day. No, sorry, it was four CP. Um, so you're gonna order yeah, six rounds. Four CP a gallon is two SP. Yeah. So you're gonna order yeah six. So Why not? six times four and twenty-four. Wouldn't it be cheaper for us to order the gallon and just ask for the? Mugs. It's not about being cheaper. <laughs> All right, so 24, 24 CP removed from yourself, and it's basically hundreds working your way down to CP. So it's what now? <laughs> <laughs> Monies. You've got to give them money. Right, I got that. So I have 24 GP. How much CP do I have left? Jesus, Mary Joseph. I know, right? Like, <laughs> this is getting bad. You said CP, right? So, ten, 10 copper make one silver, 10 silver make one gold. Now, why is it in tens? Daymog no smart in head! So, nine, <laughs> nine silver. So, one gold is 100 S- or CP. Yep, there you go. Okay, so that paid for a round of drinks. There you go, problem yes. solved. Okay, alright. <clears throat> so, the, uh, so young, uh, a, a young woman, human, Walks up, takes your order, gives out six round or six six mugs of ale, pee pee. and passes it around. And as you see her, she just wiping her bar. Says, "Anything else I can help you with?" Across that currency. You know, I've heard stories about this place, but I can't remember what it was. And I'll look around at the table. The haunted house. You see her uh, as as you say the words "haunted house." You see her eyes narrow down to slight slits. 
Are you all adventurers? No, 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 no. We just heard stories and wanted to check it out. Maybe scare one of our friends over here to see this old man. My I don't oh, know. I, I, I almost got was the most sarcastic. <laughs> the most sarcastic look over, like I just know like looks at glances at our party and is like, no one's buying that. <laughs> like, but with the eyes. I, I take my drink and walk into the crowd and disappear. <laughs> the, the young lady behind the bar actually stares at you as you're giving this description and looks over at the other motley crew. Ironically, looking at the old man that's with you. <laughs> I'm just sitting on a nearby bench dozing or appearing to sleep on the quarterstep. Look, the stories of that house have been coming around for decades. Many people have gone there. Nobody have ever found anything. There's just rumors of lights and screams coming from that house. I mean, if you're interested, I mean, the background of it, it was an old alchemist's house, and they lived there for a long time, and they just disappeared one night, and that's when all the lights showed up. Sounds like it could be some animals in a rift. <laughs> I'm going to straight look at your character. <laughs> <laughs> so she stares at you. Was there anything else? How drunk you fellows want to get? What is drunk? I'll go for an instant. Well, so if, if you're looking to get there, I'll, I'll, you could finish off that if you like. <laughs> What's we have for uh, sustenance today? Um... Our specialty here is fish. Really? I could never tell. How about uh, a couple plates of fish? We'll go from there. <laughs> we can do that for you. So you see her walk, in, walk towards the back for a moment, uh, snap fingers, uh, speak a language back and forth. You don't quite understand exactly what's said, but speak a language back and forth, and then she comes back and continues to just... Or I, I, I assume you're already tracking what languages everyone knows. Yes. Okay, so... Just in case there was an individual. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we're loaded at our table drinking, waiting for our fish. Do me a favor, Gabby. Roll me a roll me a twenty. Tell okay. Me I was about to say. I wanted to say I'd probably be slightly intrigued at hearing the language that didn't sound familiar. Yeah. Roll me a twenty. Uh, got a thirteen on the die. Okay. And what is your? I'll take. As one. you heard this language go back and forth, anybody else? Part of it. Sorry. Piqued your your interest as. Words that you partially understood, but in a dialect that you didn't. As as the the barmaid came back, you you notice this person sitting at the end of the bar, and uh, they, they've got a, a mug of, of something, and they're drinking, and you see them constantly looking over towards you. Like uh, during this entire interaction that you guys were talking, you specifically notice this. Constant, uh, this constant look over. Human definitely looks like a well, well beaten sailor. All right, so this man has been staring at us for quite a while. Yeah, what are you, uh, what are you guys doing? So the fish has come out. You are, you are partaking in some increasingly, increasingly fishy smelling food. <laughs> Think of salmon overcooked. Ooh. Overcooked? Overcooked? Yes, it sounds this about is right. Is their specialty? Oh, no. Actually, 
Ironically, as you say right. the word, is this their specialty? The waitress actually, or the, the young woman says, oh no, we have a very specific specialty at this tavern. It's a very, very specific wine that we create. Would you like to try some? Yes. Okay. So she pulls out this spirit, um, this is glass, uh, small glass, and she hands it over to you. As you pick this thing up, it distinctly smells of seafood. So strong of seafood that you can almost taste it before bringing it to your lips. Do you try it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Roll me a 20. I'm going to look at you with, like, great concern. 16 on the die. 16 on the die? Yeah. What was your character's name? Samuel? Samuel. You die. You just <laughs> eat poison or something. Carry your sheet for you. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the morning. You try this, and literally, as as it comes to your lips, the first thing you taste, it literally tastes like you tongue punch the dirt star of a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's the attack. <laughs> the, the rollover as it goes over your over your palate and goes down. All you taste is this fishy brine taste. And the finish is almost like somebody smacked you in the mouth with an alcoholic beverage. Like, it is so strong that it it makes the hairs on your ears stand. That's how this tastes. As you sit there and you take a swig of this and you place the glass down, you just look at everybody and go, Smooth. I suggest this to everyone. I get up from the table and walk towards the restroom. <laughs> so you walk outside. <laughs> is it all outside? Like they, yeah, don't, have yeah, they don't have indoor. No, but I mean, like, is there like a back room that you piss into the ocean directly, or do I gotta go? No, no, you go, you go outside. You go outside. And you find a find an alley. I'm gonna wander towards the back of the room then for a bit. Okay. Is there a group of sailors really? nearby? Yeah. Several. There are, there are several groups of sailors drinking. Drinking merrily. I'll have what they're having. Okay. So she pulls out and she grabs you a mug and slaps it down in front of you. Um, go and roll for me. A big old three. Okay. It uh, looks like a mug of ale. Everything I just described to him, Classic. except for the smooth part, is exactly what you experience. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the smooth part, I like that. <laughs> oh, so see that guy gasping and like, like hurting all over his head. <laughs> the guy that's been watching us for a little bit and all that. What's he drinking, if any? Um, you see him. He's got a, a wooden tankard in front of him. Are you asking the barmaid or? No, I'm just gonna walk up and sit next to him. I just want to see if he was drinking anything. Um, you can you can distinctly <clears throat> go up and actually roll me a twenty. Should have rolled the table and die. Fourteen. Um, you can distinctly see and smell that it's an alcoholic beverage in his tank. All right. I'm going to walk up and take a seat next to him at the table. Um, I'll actually join if he's... That's the one that was talking in the language and everything, right? Uh, that was the one that was talking the language to the barmaid afterwards. That, that right, right. The, the, having the conversation. Okay. Yeah, I would also kind of get close. Okay. As you sit down, Immediately, you see his. You know he he, he does one of these. You know he, he was sitting like this. You know he was kind of like hanging over his thing, kind of like just being kind of looking around, sketchy. 
And as soon as you sat down next to him, immediately his posture stood right up. And you can actually see, like, um, just uh, from his face, you know, you can see that he's extremely tan, spent a lot of time out in the sun. Just, you know, uh, if you were to attribute it to some other material, you would say well-worn leather. That's what his that's what his face and skin looks like. Okay. And you see him just uh just sit right up and kinda give a glance over at you and look. I'm gonna like slump down in the chair and be like No need for hostilities, my friend. Let's have a round. And he just looks and kinda says, uh, No hostile? What brings you to Saltmarsh? Uh my friends are looking for dumb shit. Something to scare the piss out of them. We're trying to kill the old man. And uh, as you say that, he looks over to the, the slumping, half-sleeping old man <laughs> sitting on the... Yeah, he's on my quarterstaff. This is over. Is there a large dowry with that one? Say that one more time. Is there a large dowry with that one? What is a dowry? Investment of money. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Just figure we can get some rocks off. It'd be fun. He looks at you with... Uh, with a slight bit of concern, but uh, that's about like probably. But 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 more of a you know well to each their own type of type of luck. You know any place around here that uh, might scare men to death? But you see him, you see him set his glass down on the bar, and he leans forward and crosses his arms. He shakes his head and he says, "There's there's no place that you want to go." But if you truly are looking for a place, shortly out of town, there's the old mansion. People have gone in there, and people have never come out. There's, I myself have seen horrible lights, howling, screaming, coming from that place. Can't say that I was there myself, but I knew a gentleman who went there, and he never came back. Hmm. The only thing I ever found with him was his clothes washing up on the shore, the docks. They say anybody you can find, or anybody you can, who can locate what's uh, what's been happening there, is some sort of great treasure. But I've, I've never made it farther than the back door. Do those lights have any particular color? Well, full disclosure, I was drinking a lot. But there were all sorts of different colors. There were greens and blues and reds. And, and you actually see him kind of start spacing out for a second as he's describing these lights. Arms going all over the place as he's, as he's recalling this, this terrifying memory. He kind of slips back for a, a second of lucidity, takes his drink, and he sips it. As he takes a, a big swig, you actually see part of it just kind of dribble down his long beard that he has. Jesus. There's nothing good there. Nothing at all. I don't know, mate. Couple bites? Screaming? I think we found it. We're good to go. That's a special place in a woman. But thank you for everything. Barmate. Uh, the young woman comes back over uh, holding a wooden tankard and Spending very a, a, a particular amount of time cleaning it. I he drinks on me until he passes out. And the, the gentleman holds up his glass and says, "Thank you, sir." And takes a large swig and pours another. 
And hopefully he passes out and doesn't remember talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys have tankered down a, uh, a tanker of ale. You filled your bellies with food. I did not. Well, I took past it. So what now? It's outside of town. So, uh, Mrs. Scholar over there. Bunch of colored lights, screaming. We know anything about it? Does that ring any type of bell? Like, what are we going to walk into here? Everyone looks at you. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah. I would imagine you read something <laughs> or something like me. I'll look around um, at the table. Honestly, like, jokingly, I'm like, well, it could be anything from, like, someone, like, hobos celebrating a holiday in there with magic. Hold on a second. I'm going to try to talk to that sailor see if they know anything. Okay. Um, what type of your... Oh, so roll me a uh, investigation check, and if you would please, not roll it in. Oh. No, where the hell is mine? There it is. More than that. Plus one. What's your investigation? Plus one? Okay, and that. I'm going to get back to you in a second. Do you need me to do the second? Nope, or? nope. What were you going to do? We're, we're going to stop there for a second. What? When they... Because they all turned to me. Oh, yeah, okay, so, so, so what are you... Tr- uh, my, my question is, what are you trying to... Uh, what are you trying to recall? What are you trying to look into? What, what, um, what are you tapping into to try to answer these questions? Honestly, my initial reaction would be, you know, that the information's too vague because it could be a number of things. It could cause, like, we don't know if it's just torches, put chemicals on there. We don't know if it's people with lights. don't know if it's ghosts. Who knows? <laughs> There's lots of different possibilities. As you start walking around um, and you just kind of start walking up to the different groups of sailors, they, you know, they, they take one, one quick look at you and just kind of mostly scoff you off. But one of the sail, you know, one of the groups of sailors looks at you. Um, not necessarily takes a keen to you, but uh, but but definitely says, you know, please, you know, welcome, come on, sit down, let me let's get you a drink, type of thing. Um, what are the questions you ask? If they heard anything about the haunted house outside the mansion, okay. They respond back with uh, a lot of a lot of laughter, a lot of bellowing, um, you know, tales of them going up and down. The, the coast, or, 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 or yeah, up and down the coast that's there. And one of them, one of them actually describes seeing lights almost as bright as a lighthouse, but not a lighthouse in that agree. So that's the information that you get. All right, so back to Gabo. So let, let's, let's back this up. So what questions were you guys looking at? You guys were looking at, at God's character. What questions were you asking? Oh, basically, like, I got some information out of the, the drunk guy. He got some information out of the soldier and all that. Like, does it ring a fucking bell at all whatsoever? Yeah. All right. So, what would you like to? What would you? How how would you like to try to check this? Like, it's just so vague. <laughs> it's hard to say. Right. I mean, I, I guess if we're going with haunted, though, that reeks of the sound of un. Dead and undead-based stuff goes off of religion check, knowledge, religion checks. Okay. Which I would have a plus five in. Okay. So. Or, wait, now I should. Oh, it is in base. Okay, so yeah, five. It's actually. Well, I'm actually going to force him to come over here because he's not supposed to see this check. <laughs> so. Good. Not twenty. <laughs> 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 Not that one. <laughs> 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 
so as the group is sitting there, you know, they, they come back, they share this, the information that they found with you. Um, Isabel came over, uh, Ramos came over and said, hey, look, this is the information I found. Does this ring any bells? Uh, you start to think about it and you're, you know, you... Yeah, you, you, I, I wouldn't draw a no, no, final you, conclusion. Exactly. Anything, you do exactly what you just said. You start sitting there, well, there's there's not a lot of information to go on here. You know, there's there's talk of haunting, there, there's talk of lights. This really could be any any form of thing right now. We really haven't eliminated it down to any one thing. There's nothing, out of all the information that you've gathered so far, there's not one thing that has really narrowed it down. However... From talking to all of these people and figuring out all this information, you feel that you have narrowed down that this haunted house is quite possibly to the east of Saltmarsh. Just from describing what the sailors have talked to uh, Isabel about and everything else. So the one thing that you, you come back to the group and you say specifically is, I feel that if we're looking for this haunted house, it's going to be east of, of where we are now. Okay. Since there's supposed to be no lighthouse in that direction, I guess it, that would be away from the positioning that there would be lighthouse. Um, so, also, at least on map. <laughs> yeah, so, so Salt Marsh itself is on the <laughs> southern coast of, uh, of, of like a yeah. peninsula type thing. So, if you're actually to take his map right there, go ahead and actually pull that map up for a second and flip it up sideways. So, if we were to look at it like that, this would be the north portion, and this would be the south portion. Uh-huh. Okay? So, you're looking at this saying, alright, well, we would have to backtrack out of town and shoot over to the east to get back on the main road. Oh. So, out of everything that you've gathered so far, that's what you've decided. That's pretty much the direction it's in. Who's interested in, uh, like, turning to the east? I'm game. And when do we want to depart? Now is as good as ever. Oh, hold on a second. How drunk is my friend? <laughs> I'm probably very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, that one. So he's been over there, been drinking he's, the lobster he's, ale. He's talking about the... Uh, he's talking about the... So informant. That, that, that gentleman there that's been sitting at the end of the bar, he's actually just been... Since you said he's drinking on you... He has actually been drinking as much as he possibly can, as quickly as he can. So you can visibly see that he does not have long left in him before he is either passed out or thrown out. One of the two. Let's have another round, gentlemen, before we uh, head out of here. Or I suggest we drink lightly. I want us? <laughs> like, after like seeing everything that they've had, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm not drunk as shit. I haven't really been drinking. Well, well, no, I'm just saying with the type of alcohol they've been drinking. You drop a 20 in there for <laughs> Not how strong it is, how like right. they've been reacting. It was like, you know, repugnant. What's your constitution? Uh, uh, save plus two. Uh, plus two. Saving throw. What's your pl- constitution save? Plus two. Plus two. Okay. All right. Uh, so you guys have one more drink. Um, you're probably going to want to mi- minus, uh, I don't know, probably another. Uh, I'm not We'll just make it easy. Uh, minus minus a single SP, and we'll count that as all the drinks that that gentleman had, as well as the round that you bought for everybody else. Okay. Okay. Uh, I use prestidigitation to make my water if I got any. It tastes like <laughs> elven wine. Worse for me. All right. So, 
You've uh, you spent some time in in the snapping line. You've talked to some people there. You've worked your way out. You figured out where you you've got a good idea. You're not sure exactly where this specific location is, uh, but you have a really good sense of where it is. Uh, what would you like to do from here? How drunk is that dude now? Oh, he's he's passed out on the bar. Slide a hand to grab his purse. Uh, he has nothing on him. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was going to try and recover something, but okay. Yeah, he, was, he was buying on credit. Ah, we're good then. You kind of figured he didn't have much when he started. He just, yay! Uh, that's fine. <laughs> See, you came all the good. I've been doing good. <laughs> He's shaking it. No, that is good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh. It's funny. Both of our characters are kind of good and are trying to learn from the teacher. <laughs> chaotic neutral. Me? Were you chaotic neutral? neutral no, neutral, neutral good. good. Okay. I wanted to go true neutral. Yeah, I said, I said, I said neutral. All right. So uh, you're now you've now exited the 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 snapping line. I'm gonna remember that one of these days. Uh, you exit the snapping line. Um, ironically, as you walk out of this this tavern, the smell of fish has gotten stronger outside. You're not 100% sure how that happened, but the smell has gotten stronger as the day has gone on. And you're noticing that there are um, there are a several more, there are not several more ships, there are several different ships in the harbor now versus what there were before. Any distinguishing markings on them? So that's what he's trying to do. Um, what perception or knowledge? Give, or give me a uh, hold on, roll. All right, um, give me a history check for me. Uh, it'd be a plus five. So, I don't need it. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so as you're as you're looking through here, as these as these ships come in, uh, or as you notice these ships, you can see that mm-hmm. almost every single one of them is a fishing trawler. Uh, you can see nets hanging from the from the uh, from the side of the ships. You can see them hanging over as they were trying to repair them or whatnot. You can see people dragging stuff in and out, which looks like large troughs of fish. So you can see that each and every single one of these these boats that are there now, compared to what were there before, every single one of these boats are now are distinctly fishing troughs. Yeah, I, I was more thinking of like markings, like if they're from different countries or something. But okay, no, no. So, so a, a, a majority of those, sh- actually, a vast majority of the ships that are come local. into Salt Marsh are local. They're local, local fishing, mm-hmm. local good traders. Um, the ones that you would have seen before when you first got there would have been merchant traders, and they may have been from different areas. But the ones that are there now are distinctly from the areas of Salt. Okay. Uh, just simply from the amount of salt and brine on the side of these ships. Okay. And the one thing that you notice about them is that they're ships that you you definitely drawn and, and categorize them. All small ships, nothing nothing large, nothing like a warship or a brig. I take a note of kind of like the, the time of day it is. Is it like just real late in the is so it close to it's sunset. It's uh, so. The t- I guess we should go over this since I didn't. Um, we're more in the springtime, mm-hmm. so the days are a little bit shorter, but the temperatures are definitely getting warm. 
while it's cool out, it's not necessarily cold. While it's later in the day, and while it's starting, you can definitely see the sun. Not necessarily, it, it's... If you were to use a hand trick, you would assume that you had about an hour before sunset. Alright, just make a mental note of hmm? their schedule. How they, you know, yeah, so keep in mind, the nights are longer around this time of year, but because we haven't hit the equinox yet. So the, we're, we're before the equinox. Okay. It might be helpful to embark on this at night so we can see the lights. Yes. Okay. I would go ahead and just cast Druidcraft to make sure the weather's going to be fine while we do it. You're going to cast what? Druidcraft. Okay. Just make sure the weather's going to be fine. Okay, well, I'm going to play the weather check. (laughs) It's just the weather for the next 24 hours. (laughs) He casts perfect weather. Is there any role that's involved with that? It is 100% accurate within the 24-hour period for naturally occurring weather. It does not accommodate for any outside forces or anything like that. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> could use you, man. That's right. Make you famous as Right. So what are you guys doing next? Head into the haunted houses? Yeah. So you guys are going to start searching. Where you go? We drank. We ate. What are we doing? I don't Continue know. Continue down the eastern... Is it towards the east, right? Down the we road. have to go out of the town... A little bit north before we can cut out this. But yes. Any other information we want to try and gather from the town while we're here? Just, just for note later, I'm thinking, going to look for and find just a, a few small stones and, and put them in my pocket. Okay. Go ahead. Drop down and put some stones in your pocket. You've always been a weird one. And that was my thought. Yeah, so. Um, Does anybody else want to go anywhere in the town? Yay, nay. Or are we trying to leave and go straight to the haunted house? I did what I wanted to do. We just looked at the ships. And then actually you haven't said anything, like, almost the entire time. What do you want to do? We can go on to the house. Yeah, I'm done to go to the house. We, we can double back afterwards. You've been okay. doing a fine job. I've just been listening. What about a reward for anything? Who well, wants to wander around, maybe find a mayor, town hall, nothing? I mean, I'll, yeah, we can I'll do follow. We can go. I don't give a shit. Just saying. So, maybe investigate the town for the leader. I do think we should head to the house tonight rather than waylaying it like through the whole cycle. Understandable. But maybe before nightfall we can try to find the town. Yeah, we have what about an hour before sunset. After sunset, you got about 30, 45 minutes or so. We head down towards the town uh, center, the town square. Okay. And you are looking for anybody of uh, authority, it seems, or larger authority has the building than that a had guard on it with a guy on the step. Okay. You want to head back there? Yeah. Okay. I'll bring him to towards. Uh So as you get there, um, the same gentleman who gave you the hairy eyeball was there, that was there before. How you want to play? I'm going to slide over and just nod Richard in the, the ribs. Just, you look like one of these So the guy sitting there giving the hairy eyeball actually observes this thing of you elbowing or Richard. And kind of looks over Richard and says, well, you got something to say? You know what the town mayor is? Town mayor? Person in charge of this little establishment area? 
It's a small town. There's a lot of people in charge. You gotta be a lot more specific than that. Uh, he looks at you with more of a, um, you know, with a, not necessarily, uh, not disgust, but kind of a pompousness, you know, a, a very confident air about him. Uh, and he looks at you and just starts describing. He says, well, look, depending on where you're going to, I mean, there are salt marshes and is it a town of there's one person in charge and one and these people are below. I mean, you've got somebody who's in charge of the docks. You've got somebody who's in charge of, of the, the goods and services coming to town. You've got a person in charge of the magical items. I mean, you've got to be way more specific when you're asking me what you're asking. Um, and you can visibly see on his face the frustration that's coming from. I'm going to reach into my pouch. I'm going to grab a silver piece. And you know that cool little knuckle roll thing with silver that I can't actually do in real life? <laughs> I'm going to do that in real life. Okay. Go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and roll me a die. Give me a 20. 10. Okay, and you're trying to do the knuckle trick you said? <laughs> Just roll the silver down. Okay. So you roll the, you roll it back and forth between your knuckles. And, you, and oh, you're, you're staring at this person. What are we trying to get ourselves into? Nothing. So you're just rolling this coin. I back just make sure it's down. obvious that Why? it's just like. What do you mean? Why? How do you come back angry? <laughs> um, I just come back and he's like trying to intimidate someone. No, no not at no. all. No. Oh, that's no, what no, I got no, the impression no, no, of. No, no. <laughs> nope. Not at all. <laughs> As you're rolling this silver piece back and forth. The, uh, the guard, literally, as you're rolling it back and forth, snatches it so quickly before you can even realize that they're doing it. Snatches it right out of it and starts rolling it back and forth between their hand. <laughs> Doesn't it have a great <laughs> weight to it? And he looks at you and says, you're really not good at this bribing thing, are you? No, <laughs> not really. Brand new to it. It's my only silver. Flips the coin up, catches it, drops it in his pocket. What are you looking for? I'm looking for somebody to tell me where I can possibly get a reward for different things. Looking for a job? I'm always looking for a job. Jesus. Okay, fine. Just tell me you're looking for a job. Um, the guy starts actually uh, telling you all sorts of different areas in town. Uh, tells you about uh, tells you about uh, Ida Owald. Owald. Land. But says that uh, the, the senior most senior most council member in town in that if you're really looking for somebody that's I mean they put up their fingers in charge that this person would be the person you'd want to talk to if you really were looking for but getting an audience with them is not only difficult but it's also suicidal at times because they keep a very very close knit group of people that they talk to um, the best way to try to track them down would be during a council meeting if you really wanted to wait that long during a public council meeting they, uh, we, the person also starts describing um, the, if you're actually looking for, like, work around town, you could go to her, their boss, um, Elander Fireborn. Now, as soon as that name actually says, go ahead and uh, roll me a 20 if you could. 17. Um, as soon as he starts saying that, you see an actual shifting over in Hal's character. Not necessarily a, a, a good or bad shifting. You just see that the actual name made them 
just visibly shift. Uh, so that, you know, Iliander would easily have something for you to do around town if you were truly looking for some sort of work. It says if you really are looking, or you're also looking for work, there's always, they're always looking for help down by the docks um, on the fishing trawlers and whatnot. All right. Oh, thank you, good sir. I think we'll be on our way. Tips his hat. He says, I. I'm going to stare at you. <laughs> we, we all would have noticed that. <laughs> uh, I probably should have been. No. Like, I heard someone getting frustrated about information, and I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so then I'm right. <laughs> Not intimidation. That's what I like. I'm being a good person. Like, <laughs> Relatively. I wouldn't call that bribing. I would call it having your pocket cake. <laughs> yeah. Technically, you stole it. it from your baby. Yeah. You're not playing normal, damn arc. <laughs> so, as as of now, the sun is definitely starting to set. As in, the sun has hit the hit the horizon. Now, granted, across where the horizon is, you see, you know, you've got a, a mix of both land and sea. But where the sun is actually setting is distinctly over the sea because it's that time of year. Okay. Get the pet. So I know you guys want to check it out at night. You want to head over there and just do a little bit of investigation. You want to try and f*** around with the town. Let's sit over and do anything like that. We're going to nudge this guy until he tells us the f*** made him shudder. <laughs> uh, I think we should go sooner than later. Probably your breath after that f***ing fish you ate. You noticed him shiver too, man. No, I didn't say shiver. I said well, shift. Sure. Well, yeah. So there is but a, a distinctive shift, you said. Yeah. There is a storm coming, though. Oh, I didn't catch that part. You just said it. You oh. just said it. Yeah. How big of a storm are we looking at? Days of rain? Or hours? What, what would I know? For the next 24-hour period... Hey, it's going to rain from here to here. Or you have 100% like accuracy in the weather for 24 hours. <laughs> it's going to rain for 37 minutes. What, what I gave you is what's like it starts and it's continuing on for the remainder of your time that you know. Okay. For as long as I know, it's going to be a pretty big thunderstorm. Starting when? About 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to hunker down a little bit. Perhaps we should find lodging for the night. Seeing it a long resting. I know he looks like an old man, <laughs> but if I were to dash at him, can I look like I'm getting in between his legs? <laughs> and then, like, fit, like, use him as an umbrella since oh. I'm so sh- short compared to him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you're shooting for. Well, just making sure I, I uh, know I have enough space. Now, granted, there will have to be two willing participants in this action. <laughs> because you're going to be getting dangerously close to some berries there. What man doesn't want a chick under, in between his legs? Yeah, you know, what chick wants no. purple berries? No, no. said you were going to dash, so that means physical fast movement towards said berries. That would make me nervous. I sit down and I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Just beware. And now you have a mouthful of furball berries. <laughs> as long as they're not dingleberries. We can hunker down or uh, we can be idiots and trek out in the thunderstorm. 
If you want, we can head to the tavern and I can try to perform for some gold so we have a little bit more resources and we can stay through the night. I'm all for it. I mean, best worst case scenario is we just get a, a paltry amount of drink for the evening. At least we have a roof. A roof would be nice. I don't really care for the wetness. I'm neither here nor there, but whatever made the party more We figure if a thunderstorm's coming in, multiple ships are now in the dock, there's going to be more people. You can potentially gather more information from the more people that have come in. And aside from our wonderful druid here with 100% weather accuracy, sailors have a tendency to understand thunderstorms before they show up, especially severe weather that's going to last at least a day or so. Um, there. We that might explain why have... there's so many more ships coming back um, as well. It was very true. There, I could explain why there's more ships. So we can f*** around and information gather, or we can be jackasses and go out in the cold, wet thunderstorm and hopefully make it to this mansion. And then, um, I don't know, I can well, stick hey, my mansion would be free to stay at, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you have a point. I mean, it's a haunted mansion, so... There's beds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we can get that out that way. <laughs> it would technically be green cover. Do we think we could actually make it there in 15 minutes, though? No. Well, 15 minutes is slightly <laughs> inaccurate. Um, it would be later it's than... F***ed up, you drew. <laughs> 100%. 100% inaccurate. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he was, he was, He's going, a true he was going with the subject. Um... And, and, and ironically, he has a degree in meteorology, so he could be 100% wrong and still be perfectly fine. Severe thumbs one more tornadoes. It's sunny. Uh, after, after pressing him for a little bit more information, <coughs> you believe that you could make it to the haunted house slightly before the thunderstorm does roll in. Um, the thunderstorm would be rolling in from the south, coming from the sea. How confident are we in our exorcism abilities? Like, everyone. <laughs> if it's ghost and there's a storm, they get stronger. I say we go. Well, not stronger, you know, more active. Yeah. This is about to go. <laughs> if we're doing democracy and we're voting, go. I'll go either way with the majority. Right, not bother me. Well, as of right now, it's three and three, but one. Person saying it doesn't matter what the majority is, so I said bring them bother me. Okay. So we go. Yeah, I got my emergency hiding spots now. <laughs> <laughs> For bog balls. Uh, <laughs> how does that look with the old man? That's what I It just kind of made him look like someone in a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> once once we leave the town like limits and we're kind of like out on the open path, I'm gonna like resume my natural form. Yeah, I think your disguise actually only lasts for an hour, yeah, so we're so. just assuming that you were kind of bouncing back and forth, hiding for a short right, time to rest, rest and then right. build back up. So we're just assuming that your silence as a character was you bouncing back and forth, trying to bring that back up. Um, just heads up, we will get more stringent on that later on. Right on, yeah, so, we'll build up. That so we'll, we'll, we'll play that a little bit more more stringent later, but just in this early early patterns, we don't need to really get too hardcore on that. Yeah, that's fine. That ends the first episode of the Ghosts of Saltmarsh campaign. Six players enter a suspected haunted house in the middle of a thunderstorm. Nothing ever goes wrong there, right? We had a little issue with some math earlier on. I can assure you that that is one of some very few times that we stumble upon that. 
but it was really fun to mess with Daymok. Join us next time as we continue on into the Haunted Mansion and see what the players will do.